And hello, everyone, and welcome to our program, The Truth Will Set You Free, Bible Prophecy Edition. I'm Big Batista, along with my co-host, Nathan Jones, with Lamb Lion Ministry, and we thank you for being part of today's program as we continue in our journey through the book of Ezekiel. We find ourselves in Ezekiel chapter 45 with a message titled, Millennium Inheritance. So stay tuned for today's program. And those of you following us live on social media, we'd love for you to share this program with your friends and family so they can follow along with us as well. But before we continue, I'm going to welcome my co-host to the program, Nathan Jones, and ask him to open us up with a word of prayer. Well, Lord, we thank you so much for this opportunity to get a glimpse of the future, Lord, uh, especially with all that's going on in the news now and the war with Israel between Hamas and other nations wanting to get involved in anti-Semitism rising around the world. Lord, we know that you have a future for the Jewish people. You're going to bring a remnant to salvation and install them into their land and they will be your priestly people for you during your kingdom. So, Lord, we thank you for this opportunity to study your word in Ezekiel chapters 40 through 48 to know this better. And we pray that this will glorify you in your precious name. Amen. Amen. Again, you're tuned into a Truth to Set You Free Bible Prophecy Edition. Big Batista Nathan Jones with Lamb Lion Ministry. Our message for today is that of Millennium Inheritance. So we pray that you can stay tuned to the program and share with your friends and family. But before we continue, I'm going to welcome my co-host to the program, Nathan Jones. Nathan, another amazing week. Another amazing week indeed. And entering into 2024, do you have any uh, resolutions for this new year? You know, Nathan, I guess not too many. I have to say that uh, this year has been a blessed year. My hope is that next year will be just as good. Actually, yes, Nathan, I, 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 I do have a little resolution. That will be that I will not break my other collarbone uh, this year. <laughs> <laughs> no more motorcycle wrecks. Huh? Okay. <laughs> it's funny. You asked me that, and suddenly I realized, wait a minute. This year I did have a little fall. I don't want the next year. <laughs> you went through so much of your life without breaking a bone and then bang. So, uh, yeah, man, that's a good good resolution to have. No more broken bones. How about yourself, Nathan? <laughs> you know, every year I sit down and I've got it all the way back for decades that I sit down, I, I put a, make a list of my goals for the year. And then as I, the year goes on, I check them to make sure I'm on target and you know, I'll mark them. And I have sub goals and, you know, it sounds kind of nerdy, but it helps me stay focused and, and on the things I want to do. Now there's certain things that have been on that list forever that still have yet to get done. Like uh, learn Krav Maga, you know. I, I after getting my first black belt in Hapkido, I, I probably done. So I, I might have to just mark Krav Maga if I'm getting too old. Uh, learn the cello, uh, that hasn't happened and probably won't. And so I'll probably mark that up. But there's other more reasonable goals related to uh, ministry goals, financial goals, uh, spiritual goals, goals for my family and all that. So yeah, yeah. There's there's quite a lot. I you're, I got to sit down and actually revise that list for 2024. So thanks for the reminder. 
Well, Nathan, I, I really love that discipline. I think it's great to have goals. And even if you don't get all of them, I think it's great. And now, you know, you always remind yourself, I actually went out and bought a guitar. And Ooh. I, uh, yeah, so just like you talking about trying to play an instrument, I bought a guitar. It's brand new. It's still in the case. And my hope and prayer is that this upcoming year, that I can just maybe learn a song or two just to praise the Lord, not to be a worship leader or anything like that, but just for a hobby and for fun. So I'm glad you reminded me of that. Well, I thought for Calvary Chapel pastors, you all were required to play the guitar. <laughs> no, no. You can't be a Calvary pastor unless you play guitar, have skinny jeans, and preach verse <laughs> Well, yeah, we're, we're, I'm working on that. I'm a little bit behind that trend. <laughs> oh, that's good. Well, I hope I hope our listeners, Nate, uh, know that we like to have a lot of fun in the Lord. And uh, we are looking forward to this uh, wonderful year. But Nathan, maybe someone is new and they're wondering, who are these two guys <laughs> on the other end laughing? What are they laughing about? And how can I get a hold of more of their resources? Can you share that with them? <laughs> okay, who are those two cornballs? All right. Uh... <laughs> Well, uh, Nick Batista introduced himself. My name is Nathan Jones. We're both evangelists with Lamb and Lion Ministries. We're a Bible prophecy teaching ministry, and our mission is to proclaim the soon return of Jesus Christ. And you've happened to venture upon The Truth Will Set You Free. It's the podcast outreach of Lamb and Lion Ministries. Vic and I have been recording this since, ooh, back in 2010. So we want to welcome you to a new year. Uh, this, I guess, will be our 15th year, although there was, a, I think, a three-year lag in there somewhere. But anyway, uh, we've been doing this over the course of 14 years, and uh, we're just so glad that you could tune in. We have been working our way through the book of Ezekiel, and uh, the prophet Ezekiel lived about 2,500 plus years ago, during the time when the Jewish people were being exiled out of the land to a land called Babylon. And it's been a fascinating book, and if you'd like to catch up to where we are, you can go to our website at christinprophecy.org. Go under media and podcasts, and we've got them all listed there if you want to catch up. Uh, you can also find us on Google Podcasts, Apple Podcasts, Spotify, and you can access our RSS feed if you'd also like to connect with us that way. But check us out, ChristInProphecy.org. Exciting information. Thank you, Nathan, for sharing that. And yes, if you're new, we'd love for you to uh, grab hold of those uh, resources. And uh, it's just a lot of wonderful things. You know what, Nathan, another wonderful resource that uh, you and I have the opportunity to do, The Mighty Angels of Revelation. And I found that that's been a great book for the holidays as well. And uh, you're, go you're also going to be doing some special teachings um, at your church through that. Yes. Uh, if you're in the McKinney, Texas area, we're just north of Dallas. Uh, starting January 16th, every Tuesday night for 12 weeks, I'll be teaching through Vic and I's books, the book, The Mighty Angels of Revelation. It takes you through the 72 angels or groups of angels that are found in the book of Revelation. So you learn the book of Revelation and you also learn angelology, which is the study of angels. And so, yeah, uh, you go to our website, just go under events and you can find out more information about this and where the church is. But, uh, you know, Vic, you do one, two-day seminars all the time on the book of Revelation, right? Yeah, Nathan, and that's a lot of fun because there are people who are not too familiar with eschatology or Bible prophecy, and I like to go through them with the basics. And the book that we wrote is also a fantastic resource. So we'll take a Saturday morning from 
around 8 in the morning to uh, 3 o'clock in the afternoon. We'll break for lunch and we'll go through different uh, sessions. And then we'll also have questions and answers and we'll break into small groups and give people an opportunity to um, learn together as we learn about Bible prophecy. So and those seminars have been a lot of fun. Uh, and uh, a lot of people have given us some really good feedback. So, yeah, Nathan, it, it's just a privilege to be able to uh, uh, prepare and equip the saints for the work of the ministry. Well, how would, if someone wants to go to one of your seminars, how do they find more information about it? I always find texting, Nathan, 305-992-9537. They can text or call, or they can go to cca.university. We have an app. They can download the app and they can get more information through there and register as well. So, yeah, that's a, a great resource for individuals. Excellent, man. Hey, and someday, you know, we, we've done so many different series on so many books of the Bible. We haven't, Vic and I didn't just teach through Revelation. We've taught through uh, all the major prophets, the minor prophets, the any prophetic book and sometimes non-prophetic books. So, Vic, what do you think? Ezekiel, does, should we turn it into a book? Nathan, I think it will be a fantastic idea and a great tool. I mean, you and I have gone through Ezekiel together before uh, and also in our own study. But right now, would you agree that it's just like a lot of revelation has been coming out of Ezekiel? So I think it will be a great resource if that were to happen. Yeah, Ezekiel is a fantastic book. I mean, it gives you the, the mind of God. I mean, at least up to chapter 35. We're learning about why God is putting, sending Israel in exile. And you hear the heart of God, his passion, his love for his people, the Jewish people, but also this feeling of betrayal as they keep abandoning him and running after false gods. It's spiritual idolatry, it's called, or adultery. And uh, so you really get to know the Lord well through those chapters. And then you, you see that the Lord has got this promise that even though he's going to exile the Jewish people, he's going to bring them back. And then again, in the second time, when they return to the land, they'll have to face the greatest trial of their life, the tribulation time period, and particularly the Gog and Magog War, which we read in chapters 38 and 39. But once the Lord comes and returns and added to the prophet Daniel, we know at the end of the seven-year tribulation that's coming, the time of Jacob's trouble, the Lord Jesus Christ will return with his saints. If you're saved, that's you and me. We'll, we'll be following Jesus Christ. We'll watch him defeat Satan and the Antichrist and the false prophet and usher in his thousand-year kingdom on this earth. And that's what Ezekiel chapters 40 through 48 are all about, about this great temple that Jesus Christ himself, the great carpenter, is going to build so that he can tabernacle or live and dwell with us. Jesus is coming back to live not just for 33 years, but for the thousand years and then on into the eternal state. So, brother, I'm finding these chapters, though, lots of measurements and things like that, still quite fascinating. Very fascinating, Nathan. And not only that, but it also speaks about uh, uh, this amazing um, uh, millennial temple that you described to us very, so wonderfully in the past programs of size and also the, uh, the, the land, how it's going to be divided, uh, the sacrifices in the priesthood. And so many things that are going to continue uh, in the in the time of the uh, of the millennium that a lot of people were not aware of, including as we're going to dive into right now, the inheritance uh, for the priests. It also talks about the prince that will be, uh, in a sense, guiding things in the time of the uh, 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 excuse me, in the time of the millennium in the temple. And it's just a lot of fascinating 
uh, 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 things that people sometimes don't pay close attention to because they just think, well, uh, the tribulation is over. Then we go into the uh, millennium and then we go into heaven. But they don't really know a lot of the details. So you and I have been uncovering this for them so that people can get excited about the next chapter that will be revealed here on earth while we are in our glorified bodies. Yeah, I mean, the seventh of the Jewish feasts, the Feast of Tabernacles, will be instituted during this time. And Tabernacles was always meant to as a time where you set up a temporary booth or like a, a tent. A, there's a, a tabernacle, so to speak, and you tabernacle with God. You you spend it. And for the Jewish people, historically, it was a reminder of when they fled out of uh, Egypt and they had to live in these tents or these tabernacles. And then they would. Uh, it's a reminder of how the Lord delivered them. We, too, the Feast of Tabernacles will be reinstituted, not just for the Jewish people, but for all the people during the Millennial Kingdom as a reminder to go up to Jerusalem and the great temple, a millennial temple that Jesus will build and spend time with Jesus. So he'll have an entire festival, kind of like we have Christmas. You know, it's a reminder for families to go home and get together and worship the Lord at Christmas. This is for to go and see Jesus Christ himself during the millennial kingdom year after year to go up to Jerusalem and, and see him and marvel at, at what we read, a, a, a temple that's, 40 miles squared. I mean, this is a city, really, what we're talking about here. And uh, brother, I'm, I'm looking forward to this because I've longed to see the face of Jesus and talk to him in person like you have to, I'm sure. And, and now we will finally, at this time period, get to do that. Oh, it's so exciting, Nathan. And uh, as we're going to look in this passage, it talks about so much here of what God has in store for his people as well as for us, for the church. You know, Nathan, sometimes when we hear the word inheritance, we always think about, uh, let's say in our case, if our parents pass away, what will I inherit? Or regarding our kids, what we have, what will they inherit? But sometimes we forget what God has offered to us as an inheritance for his people. And oftentimes it, it goes much further than just monetary things or physical things. And as we start out in Ezekiel chapter 44, we left off in verses 28 through 31. But verse 28, Nathan, if I can go ahead and read verse 28 through 31, it opens up with something that is very important when we consider an inheritance. And it says, and it shall be in regard to their inheritance that I am their inheritance. You mm -hmm. shall give them no possession in Israel, for I am their possession. They shall eat the grain offering, the sins offering, and the trespass offering. Every dedicated thing is in Israel shall be theirs. The best of all the fruits of any kind and every sacrifice of any from all the sacrifices shall be the priests. Also, you shall give to the priests the first of your ground meal to cause a blessing to rest on your house. The priest shall not eat any anything, bird or beast that died naturally or was torn by wild beasts. And Nathan, I just love this reminder of what the greatest inheritance is uh, for the believers, is the Lord. <laughs> yeah, is it, what greater inheritance can we have to spend time with our Creator, our Redeemer, our Savior, the one who loves our soul and gave us life? He's the source of life, and so we're, our inheritance is life. That's really what it's all about. You know, we can read about kings and kingdoms and that will be uh, the priesthood here and how 
we as the resurrected church will serve the Lord and rule and reign with him. That, that's all fine. That's great. But brother, that's just the icing on the cake. The cake is Jesus Christ. To be able to see our creator and live with him forever in perfect fellowship, man, that is, that's the ultimate. Nathan, and, and that's why I, I, we get so excited because these are things that the Bible speaks of, that these things are real. This is not a, a, a mythical type of thing. This is something that will happen in the future. And you and I believe, Nathan, that as we see so many signs of the times, that these events could begin to unfold in the near future. Nathan, if we were to put this into perspective regarding entering into the millennium, of course, we believe that the rapture will take place first. And then after the rapture, we're going to see some other things develop. But then after that, we we believe soon we'll enter into that time of the tribulation, the seven-year period tribulation. But then after the tribulation, we enter into the millennium. So Nathan, let's say 10 years from now, something like this could be a reality. That's a very good point. I mean, you think about it, the rapture of the church, that's where all those who believe in Jesus Christ are taken up to heaven and the Lord has promised in Revelation 3.10 and other verses that we're not meant to endure the wrath of God. The church isn't. So if we're in heaven, that leads the rest of the world to descend into chaos and anarchy. And eventually a global dictator will rise and take over the world. Globalists are certainly working towards that. And so for seven years, as Daniel 9 prophesies, the world will be in this great tribulation. But after that, Jesus Christ returns with us, his saints to set up his kingdom, defeats evil and rules and reigns. And so if you take seven years and maybe there's a, a gap between the rapture and the beginning of the tribulation, and we know from Daniel that the tribulation begins when the Antichrist signs a peace covenant with Israel, and that could very well be coming up soon. That could be a result even of the Gog-Magog war, which we read in chapters 38 and 39. It, it's supposed to bring peace to the world and guarantee Israel peace, but instead the Antichrist desecrates it uh, breaks, excuse me, halfway through three and a half years and then desecrates the temple that they rebuild. And all this stuff is kind of coming together right now. So, wow, man, when you say 10 years, we could actually be living in the millennial kingdom in just 10 years or less from now. That <laughs> that's mind blowing. Isn't it, Nathan? I mean, think of, I mean, as we count the years, soon 2023 will be over. We'll be in 2024. Let's say the rapture takes place. And uh, just for, 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 for numbers sake, uh, 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 you know, uh, uh, we have another year, 2025, and then seven years. By 2033, Nathan, this thing can actually be a reality. Now, that is mind-blowing. That is. Man, I'm glad you brought that up because that that really puts life in perspective, doesn't it? I mean, if you know that your time is short on this earth, and that's a, the beauty of Bible prophecy. When you know your time is short, then you dedicate your lives to, to two things because that's all that's important, holy living and evangelism. You know, chasing after money, chasing after goals, chasing after ambitions are fruitless if you know that this world system is going away soon and a whole new system is going to replace it. And then a bigger, better, incredible system, Jesus returns, setting up his kingdom, is coming after that. Man, that really reprioritizes our goals, doesn't it? Oh, Nathan, and I, and this is why we pray that, that Christians and people will, will grab hold of what the Bible means, what it says. Sometimes I find Christians that they are bummed out about the rapture because it's like, oh, I'm having so much fun here on earth. I'm, and I'm thinking to myself, are you understanding what we're talking about? It means that you will be reunited with all those loved ones that believe in Christ. 
all those children that are innocent or grandchildren, they will instantly be with you in heaven. So in other words, Nathan, it's just a great rejoicing with the people that you love together in a place where there will be no more death, no more sorrow and no more pain. And to me, that is just fascinating. Yes, yes, it truly is. It truly is. And it, what's interesting is that in Ezekiel chapters 40 through 48, how Jesus goes way out of his way. I mean, to the minute detail to explain what this Jerusalem, this millennial Jerusalem will be like. And I don't. there's really no section of the Bible that I can think of, Vic, where the Lord goes out of his way to so deeply and in detail explain what life will be like during the, the millennial kingdom. And, and you know, Nathan, and that's why we want to encourage people as we jump into chapter 45 to follow along with us and to recognize that the details that are put in here is not to bore people, but for them to recognize that if God has taken the, the time to show the prophet Ezekiel, even the actual measurements of the temple, so people can see the size of it, God doesn't waste ink in a sense, right, Nathan? Not one jot or one tittle will be wasted. <laughs> so no, you and I, you, yeah, you and I are going to be diving in, looking actually at a, a, the New Living Translation just for a little bit. And then we're going to go back to the New King James. So hopefully people can follow along and get a better idea of some of these measurements. But it is exciting when we see uh, what we're going to read here. So, Nate, will you be able to open for us there by reading chapter 45, verses 1 through 5? And then I'll read uh, verses uh, 6 through 8 in case someone doesn't have a Bible. Yeah, absolutely. And again, folks, we're switching to the New Living Translation just because you know, 2,500 years ago, they used cubits and rods as measurements and spans. And uh, I don't know about you, but that's kind of hard to keep calculating in my head. So luckily, the New Living Translation puts it back to feet. And so miles, that should be easier to understand. So pick it up, verse 1. Uh, when you divide the land among the tribes of Israel, you must set aside a section for the Lord as his holy portion. This piece of land will be eight and a third miles long and six and two-thirds miles wide. The entire area will be holy. A section of this land measuring 875 feet by 875 feet will be set aside for the temple. An additional strip of land, 87 and a half feet wide, is to be left empty all around it. And within the larger sacred area, measure out a portion of land eight and a half, uh, eight and a third, excuse me, miles and three and a third miles wide. Within it, the sanctuary of the most holy place will be located. This area will be holy, set apart for the priests who minister to the Lord in the sanctuary. They will use it for their homes, and my temple will be located within it. The strip of sacred land next to it, also eight and a third miles long and three and a third miles wide, will be a living area for the Levites who work at the temple. It will be their possession and a place for their towns. Adjacent to the larger sacred area, will be a section of land eight and a third miles long and one and two thirds miles wide. This will be set aside for a city where anyone in Israel can live. Verse seven, two special sections of land will be set apart for the prince. One section will share a border with the east side of the sacred land and city. And the second section will share a border on the west side. Then the far eastern and western borders on the prince's land will line up with the eastern and western boundaries of the tribal areas. 
These sections of the land will be the prince's allotment. Then my prince will no longer oppress and rob my people. They will assign the rest of the land to the people, giving an allotment to each tribe. And Nathan, what a fascinating uh, opening to chapter 45. I know right now, Nathan, that there are people who are engineers and carpenters that love this type of stuff. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we're, we're getting the layout of what the new Jerusalem, not the eternal Jerusalem, but the millennial Jerusalem will be on this earth. Now, we read in earlier chapters, uh, due to the earthquakes of the tribulation, that the earth is going to be geologically and topologically very different during this time period. Uh, the land of Israel will be lifted up. Uh, there'll be rivers that go around Jerusalem. Jerusalem will be the highest mountain on the world. Most of the world will be leveled into plains. And then we've got this massive temple that we read that's, that's pretty much 40 miles squared. And then we have these inner areas that were where the, the temple will be located, like an inner, inner temple, an inner sanctuary. And all this is modeled after the, the kingdom, the, the throne room of God. And that's interesting that you can go back to the temple, even farther back. Let's go back to the, the tabernacle. You know, the tabernacle was laid out as a tiny model version of the throne room of God. And then the second temple came, or the first temple, and then the second temple. And it was bigger but it was still laid out proportionally as a, as a bigger model, but not as big as, obviously, the throne room of God. Well, now we get to the millennial kingdom, and this temple is, again, a scale model version of the throne room of God. It's massive. I mean, we're talking about it's big as a city, but it's still a smaller version of what the throne room of God looks like. But isn't it interesting, Vic, how each the tabernacle and the temples that we read through history that the Lord keeps them exactly the same dimensions as he does his own throne room in heaven. Nathan, that is very fascinating. And I think there's going to be a, uh, a, a um, uh, familiarity of things when we get to heaven. Not everything is going to be so shockingly uh, different than some of the models that we've seen here on earth. For instance, Jesus, when he died and was resurrected, his body did not change. People still recognized him. Uh, he was in his glorified state. He was in his glorified body. And, uh, you know, he walked amongst us. And I think there are going to be certain things that we will still be able to recognize in heaven as well and during the millennium. Yes. And isn't it interesting, too, that the Lord, at, all the way up to chapter 35, he's making the point that, hey, the leadership of Israel was robbing its peoples blind. They weren't living in the assigned allotments that the Lord gave them. They were stealing each other's inheritances. He says, but by the millennial kingdom... That won't even be an issue. The princes, in other words, the leaders of the Jewish people, the priesthood during that time will no longer oppress and rob people. They will live in their inherited lands. They will live in their allotment and they won't try to take each other's land anymore. Nathan, that's uh, that's a great passage. I, I, I my, my prayer will be the people today will listen to this. <laughs> As this is, <laughs> have you have you tried to buy anything lately, Nathan, like a square footage of land? You know, um, we, we were. <laughs> interest rates or then you know you've got russia trying to take the land from the ukrainians away you got hamas you know from the river to the sea they want to take all of israel's land away it seems like humanity is built with the this desire to to amass more land that's not our own but you gotta remember you gotta go back i've been reading through first corinthians excuse me chronicles as my personal devotion it's very detailed about what the priesthood was allotted so it's interesting that the lord 
sets us back up again in the millennial kingdom, not for the world, but for the Jewish people, those who are saved and survived the tribulation and their children living into the millennial kingdom, they will return to be a priestly people again, and they will assume the allotments that the Lord has always meant for them to own. You know, Nathan, I just love that. It's, it's such a wonderful thing to know that what awaits us uh, for the future is righteousness and blessing as we obey and as we trust in the Lord and also having the right leadership in place. Nathan, next year, we're going to be entering into an election time, the United States of America, and how crucial it is to have men and women in those positions who will follow God and trust his word to make right decisions, not to take advantage of the people, not to take advantage of the nation, but to use uh, uh, right scales, if you will, rightly balanced. And I'm in agreement, Nathan, we need so much of that uh, like never before. Absolutely. Uh, and we can't put our faith and trust in human government. That's going to fall because eventually the king of kings coming. He's going to set up his kingdom and it'll be a perfect government and he will have glorified believers, you and me and, and everybody who's saved, serving him. So we'll finally have a perfect government on this world. Uh, but right, in the meantime, try to find people that love the Lord, love the law, and put them in charge. But uh, our hope is in the eternal kingdom that Jesus will set up first with his millennial kingdom. Praise the Lord, Nathan. That's fantastic. And maybe you have joined our program again. This is the Truth Will Set Your Free Bible Prophecy Edition. Vic Batista, Nathan Jones with Lamb Lion Ministry. We're in Ezekiel chapter 45, and maybe you've been part of this program so far, and you recognize you don't have a relationship with God. You're not sure if you're going to be part of this. We want to give you an opportunity to turn to the Lord right now, that if he were to return right now, uh, we believe the rapture can happen at any moment, that you would not be left behind, that you will be able to enter into this glorious blessing that we are talking about. But that starts with a relationship with God, by you turning your life over to him and allow him to be the king of your life. Nathan, would you be able to share with that person on the other side that maybe doesn't have a relationship with God, but has a desire to draw closer to God, how they may start that journey even right now? John three sixteen. for God so loved the world that he gave his one and only son, that whoever believes in him shouldn't perish, but have everlasting life. Put your faith in Jesus Christ. Call out for him to be your savior, and he will forgive your sins, and he will cleanse you and he will restore you to a right relationship with the Father. Pray from your heart, Lord Jesus. I know I'm a sinner. I've rebelled against you. Please forgive me in my sin. I want you to be the Lord and Savior of my life. Jesus will forgive you of your sins. The guilt will be gone and you will inherit eternal life with him. Hallelujah. And what great news that is. Hey, and if maybe you just pray that prayer silently wherever you are, we'd love to hear from you. Get a hold of us. Call or text 305-992-9537. Nathan and I will rejoice and celebrate with you. We'll send you a Bible and a study guide so that you can grow in your relationship with the Lord. Find a wonderful Bible teaching church. Become part of it. Get baptized and grow in the things of God. So we're so excited for you and this wonderful journey that you have just started with the Lord. That's what it's all about. And of course, we have so much fun during this program and we ran out of time for this segment of the program. So Nathan Jones, Big Batista saying goodbye. May the Lord bless you and keep you. May his face shine upon you. We hope you have a fantastic week and stay tuned for our next segment in the future. Have a great day.
Friends, listen to me. This is serious business. What the world needs today is Jesus. The Bible says in John 3.16 that for God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten son that whoever believes in him should not perish but have eternal